You know what I mean? So to do it here against a team that I got the utmost respect for, I'll always be a clipper. I love these fans. You know what I mean? But this crew right here, <laughs> this crew right here, this game right here. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back to the finals here on today's episode of Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean. I cover the Suns in the NBA at SB Nation as well as Dime Magazine, and you can follow me on Twitter at Brendan Clean. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On PHX Suns, where you can keep up during the NBA Finals. That is correct. That is what we are here to talk about. The Suns are headed to the NBA Finals, one thirty to one hundred three, a blowout win. In Game 6, Chris Paul, 41 points, 8 assists, and a special, special moment for the point god. His first NBA Finals, the Suns' first since 1993, and a moment that we will all never forget. A moment that we all, I think, were afraid to think might actually come uh, during this playoff run with everything that has gotten in the way. Somehow the narrative is that uh, that this team has had an easy ride. I think that is completely um, untrue. Yes, there have been some moments where they got a break, but they have earned every single moment of this, and tonight was the culmination of that. No Cam Johnson in this game, a very late scratch with a non-COVID illness, and Torrey Craig steps up. Jay Crowder steps up. Devin Booker steps up, and DeAndre Ayton again is huge. So, We'll get to all of it. We'll get to every single part of every single angle of this, but that is the score, 130 to 103, a game that the Suns came into probably feeling, you know, some nerves, and and they came out immediately really big. They came out with a sense of purpose that was not there in game five, and they seized this game, and I want to get into it, but first, folks, today's show is is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it is only worth it if you enjoy it. You heard Chris Paul there, and I think it's it's already been said, and anybody listening to this show knows it, but it is supremely special to watch this particular group do what they are doing. And I think that's where I'm going to start. I'll get into some of the game stuff and we can talk about how this happened. But honestly, in a game that was such a blowout, a lot of that is secondary. Um, you had Chris Paul who poetically, as as you heard him say at the top of the show, to do it in front of this crowd, to do it in that building, to do it with this team that he haphazardly joined in a in a weird off season with so much else on his plate besides uh, this thing of putting this team together with, you know, the union and, and, and creating what this season was going to be. He said after the, you know, everybody knows the story. Now, Chris Paul flies into Phoenix the very next day after being traded here, goes to a gym with book and just gets some shots up. Those two guys, um, you know, he's they told us tonight are, are already going at it, jawing, even though they're teammates. What we did not know is that Chris Paul 
flew out to State Farm to fly, to shoot some State Farm commercials right after that gym session. And what we also did not know heading into tonight's game is that Chris Paul had uh, torn ligaments in game three in his hand. We are the sleuthing that some of you have been doing about the tape on his hand was correct. He affirmed that he got an MRI yesterday to check in on it. It doesn't seem like it's fully healed, but he went without the tape today. And I'd say that it worked. Uh, he, he saw Paul George's career night with 41 in game five and said, all right, I'll, I'll go ahead and do the same. So Chris Paul, 41 of his own, 67% shooting from the field, 7 of 8 from deep, 8 assists and no turnovers in just 35 minutes. Went on a personal. The Suns responded to the Clippers cutting the lead to 7 with a 16-2 run. 14 of those points were Chris Paul. I believe he had 20-plus in the second half alone. Uh, Just excellent. And again, just to circle back to the broader point this team, this season, I honestly get irritated when people <laughs> say that it wasn't earned or, or try to take that away. And I don't even want to give that much oxygen to that narrative, that storyline, because it is so ridiculous. This team came together in a way that none of us expected, except for Javon Carter. Javon Carter, all the way back at training camp, his signature memed video now of saying that the championship was within reach. And uh, he knew, he knew. We we might not have known. I, for sure, have been surprised at how quickly this team has gelled and coalesced and developed and grown. But Javon Carter told us, and he was right. Um, you had De- you had DeAndre Ayton again tonight, excellent on the defensive end. His, his boards keeping this team afloat. Devin Booker starting off hot from the field with nine points. And... It was it was a it was a win to remember not only because it's the NBA Finals not only because of Chris Paul doing it and not only because uh, of the nature of this season but it was because the Suns did it their way they did it in a manner of everybody chipping in Jay Crowder who had been cold all series had had gone cold at the wrong time uh, maybe not all series but definitely the past couple of games. Five of nine from deep gives them double digits in the first half, I believe. 15 or 16 points in the first half. You had, again, DeAndre, Book, and and Chris all, as we would expect, playing at a high level. You had Dario Saric coming in and and outplaying Boogie Cousins, making a couple of threes. You had Torrey Craig with Cam Johnson out, defending at a really high level, getting four offensive rebounds. The Suns won the rebounding battle. 47 to 32 in this game and you had Cameron Payne looking more like himself seven assists seven points plus 11 in uh in this game they didn't need much from the role players but they got what they did need shut Paul George down who just looked exhausted and controlled this game from the opening tip the lead never got closer than that seven points after the first quarter if I'm remembering correctly and they had an answer for every single thing that the Clippers wanted to do. So that's part of why I'll remember this game. Yes, the Chris Paul performance, he has been dazzling in closeout games. I think a combined 78 points and 15 assists on 70% shooting in the two closeout games combined from uh, against the Nuggets and now the Clippers. But it was also 
that this team got it from everybody, that they were, were, were at their best when they needed to find something deep down inside of them. They were able to do it by getting contributions up and down the roster. That is what this team has been. That is what it means to, I think, most fans of this team. And I think that was what they were able to do. So special moment, (laughs) Robert Sarver getting his team to the NBA Finals against all odds, getting his moment on national TV. And uh, right after, I mean, look, we all can make jokes about Robert Sarver, the chain on the plane, uh, the nonsense over the years. But at least, at the very least, Robert Sarver was not on national TV groping the thighs of employees of his. That was what Steve Ballmer spent the night doing. And look, um, it's hard to be negative about much of anything. I'm so happy for all of you out there who waited so long for this. I, I want to give a shout out to my man, Mike Lisboa, who used to write at Bright Side of the Sun alongside me. He tweeted in all caps as the game ended, this is for all of us. And I don't think that it can be put any better than that. The Sun's from top to bottom, chipped in to make this happen. We all get to enjoy and experience it, and that's what makes this all so special. So, I did not intend to be alone for this episode. I did ask high and low to see if a guest could join me. I will be using the rest of the week to celebrate, though, folks, so do not worry. We'll have more in the coming days, but that'll wrap the first segment up, I do want to talk about the game a little bit and then uh, probably wander my way back into some big picture thoughts. But first, a quick word from Michelob Ultra, who perfectly timed is sponsoring the Ultra Moment of the Week this week. I don't think I'll have to look very far. The Ultra Moment of the Week is the Suns making the NBA Finals. The The moment, I would say, to pick one um, that I re- that really spoke to me. I'll, I'll pick two. One was Chris Paul telling us that he writes "Can't Stop Now" on the sneakers after that Oklahoma City trade. The the stick to itiveness, the dedication, the heart of a player like that at his age to stay committed, continue to find joy in the game, continue to be to be engaged and believe in his chance to get back. He was a- asked a question about it and said, "I am not built like that to give in." He has enjoyed every single moment of this season. He has made it a point to do that, to find happiness with his teammates despite all of the chaos this year. It is only worth it if you enjoy it. That is what Michelob Ultra loves to remind us of. And this season, it's been more important than ever. Chris Paul finding that gear. The other one is Monty Williams bringing Randy Ayers, his longtime assistant coach, longtime mentor in this business, up onto the podium with him post-game to share that moment. Joy creates success. Monty humbled himself to come back to coaching after the lessons that he had learned. It was the cap off tonight. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, folks. Michelob Ultra sponsoring our Ultra Player uh, Moment of the Week this week. Okay, back here. Talking about the Suns' 130-103 victory to return to the NBA Finals. I did want to uh, go through some of what stood out to me about this game. I'm not going to dig through all the details and give you a film breakdown. I do that sometimes. I don't think that's what we want right now. I am not going to do that. A few things, though, just in terms of moments more so than than X's and O's. Because, look, this was a blowout. There's not much necessarily to break down. The Suns came out in the first quarter. I think we all knew they were ready to respond to what they had 
quite frankly, screwed up pretty badly in Game 5. That was an opportunity they should have won the series. They knew that. We knew that. Everybody who watched the game knew that. They were not about to let it happen again. Clippers opened in a zone. Suns immediately get an alley-oop to Mikhail Bridges. That was the first play of the game. You might have forgotten about it, and uh, I would understand that, but it did not slip. Uh, that was a huge moment that they were able to show. Hey, look, the zone, nope, not going to work. This, the Clippers stopped the zone at the 6 minute and 20 second mark after the Suns were running. We got a Booker cut for a basket, and it was clear that the zone was not going to work. Suns feeding Aiton throughout the first quarter, getting him hot. He was, I think, 10 points in the first quarter. He's been excellent in the first all series long. We saw Torrey Craig come in after just a little while. Because Cam Johnson, again, did not play. Abdul Nader hardly played. Torrey Craig takes on both Reggie Jackson and Paul George in this game and plays incredibly. He was a team high plus 28 in this game. A massive, honestly considering... Okay, so we'll, <laughs> I was going to say, up until the last moments when Chris Paul just basically kicked it into nitrous gear uh, and, and closed this game out, I was thinking, considering the stakes, considering the fact that Cam Johnson was out and the defensive job that Craig was able to do, he deserved the game ball. It's obviously going to Chris Paul after that, but you cannot understate what Craig was able to do. Second quarter, Sharich has that, that moment in the sun. Dario and Cameron Payne just beat the Clippers down with the pick and roll. Suns get their lead up to 10, and it would not really be in jeopardy again. Patrick Beverly does some wildness, flagrant foul review again, and then uh, at the end of the half, Suns had 17 assists to just two turnovers. Incredible, incredible stuff. We had a Monty challenge in the third quarter that Mikhail Bridges begged him for. Did not work. He lost the timeout. That was what would ultimately end up with uh, a little bit of having to do with that Clippers run that did cut it to seven in the third and fourth quarter was... Um, that Monty didn't have a timeout to cut it to, to kind of pause that run like we normally see coaches do. Um, not, not to throw McHale under the bus, but he, he did beg for that one, and it didn't seem super likely. However, the review did give the, the, the officials some time to make uh, a note that Paul George, actually, that was not a three. That was a two. So um, funny moment there. Crowder got his fourth foul with 8.16 to go in the third. Had to leave the game for a moment. More Tory Craig goodness massive Booker dunk at the 6 minute and 58 mark of the third. But right after that, the Clippers go on a 10 to nothing run up until the 143 mark in the third. That was when Chris Paul came in and basically shut it down. Drew the technical foul on DeMarcus Cousins for their little uh, whatever you want to call it under the rim. I think they both were acting. I think they both were putting on a, a show there to, to get some flopping action. And both of them paid the price for a moment. I mean, Paul ended up on his butt, and then uh, Boogie gets the tech. But right after that, Chris Paul personal eight to nothing run, and then as I said, sixteen to two is what it would spring to, and Paul had fourteen of those. Clippers. This encapsulates a lot of where they were from uh, an energy perspective, from a depth perspective. With Zubats missing this game again, obviously no Kawhi, no Serge Ibaka. Not to give them a, a, a pass on any of that, but this moment stood out to me more than anything, which was DeMarcus Cousins opening the fourth quarter with a post-up. Yes, that is correct. You you may have forgotten that as well. No, uh, it, it did happen. DeMarcus Cousins 
posting up in the fourth quarter of a must-win playoff game at home. That shows you how desperate this team was. Um, Again, not to give them a pass, not to say that the Suns did not have to earn this series. The Clippers put on a hell of a fight. This team has been a nightmare to play. Game five was a magical performance from, from Paul George and from this entire Clippers team. That This is the team, and not to go on a Clippers tangent, but they did just get blown to shreds in falling apart on a 3-1 to lead last year. So you do have to give them some credit. I waited until, look, the 16-and-a-half-minute mark before I said anything about these guys, but you do have to give them a certain amount of credit for, for making this a series. And in the end, look, that helps that helps our argument here that we all agree on, which is that the Suns had to fight for this. So there's that. There's my Clippers thing. The Suns had to earn this. They did. They made it happen. They put on this run, and then they, in the fourth quarter, blow it out of reach. 33-20 to 20 in the fourth quarter to close out the game. You had Chris Paul um, not even able to control himself in the postgame. Uh <laughs> press conference, or not press conference, interview, walkaway interview that Rachel Nichols tried to do because he just wanted to go be with the team. And then his first answer after they received the trophy is, I'm happy for everybody else. This guy, obviously, I mean, he spent, you know, several minutes with us looking back on the career and he's laughing to himself. I can, I can count off Houston. We, I'm not able to play in games six and seven. You know, uh, the Clippers falling down from three to one lead against Houston the prior year. You have the, you know, countless different injuries and everything else over the course of his career. And he's laughing about that. But even in those moments, he's happy that he was able to come here and build something, to come here and reunite with Willie Green, with Monty Williams, with Jeff Bauer, with, you know, James Jones to a certain degree, who he know who he knew from their playing careers and get to uh, connect on the floor with Devin Booker. So um, special moment post game that we got to see. I'm glad that that that's televised. I'm glad we're we're to a point where the arena was was populated, where Rachel was able to be there with him, and all of those those things were able to play out. But um, again, you just cannot say enough about this guy. The injury, the COVID situation, everything else, the fact that he can come in. Imagine, imagine saying that Chris Paul is not a clutch player. Imagine relying on your old perception of what this guy was rather than staring you in the face this performance. And I hope that this can change how people feel. He is four wins away from becoming an NBA champion. This Suns team is four wins away and mind you, mind you, the favorites to pull this off. So I'm going to probably use the last segment here to just sort of to zoom out a little bit and think about some of these things a little bit more. I, I've done this at multiple points during the playoff run, but they keep wowing me. They keep impressing me. So I am going to kind of do that a little bit. Talk talk about you guys too as well and appreciate you guys. Um, get to that in just a second though. First, another quick break to tell you about Rock Auto. The easiest, cheapest, and most reliable auto parts service in the world. And best of all, it is online just one click away. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it can be pretty hard to just walk into a chain store and expect to get what you want for a cheap price. But we all have access to rockauto.com because it's right in our pockets or on our computers. So you save time and money when you use Rock Auto. 
you can even potentially save up to as much as 100% less that you spend compared to a chain store or car dealership. We all know. We all know when we walk into one of those places, it's going to be a pain. It's going to be probably a hassle. And you don't know really what the price you should be paying is. All you know is what they bark at you to pay them once you get there. So Rock Auto changes all of that. They are reliably low priced. They they charge you the same as they do for anyone else. They're not messing around with prices. And they've been doing this for 20 years and another and you don't even need an account to do it. This is not a subscription service. This is not you're on the hook for some long-term thing. No, you just click in, type your car in, find the parts you need and buy it. And it's to your door in days. So go to rockauto.com, check out all of what they have for your car or truck and write locked on, locked on again in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Calm. Okay, I'm going to get a little bit corny. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little bit sentimental. I had Brandon Duenas, my Monday co-host, texting me. He is at the airport right now, and we've been doing these shows with him. I think we did the game six against the Lakers, game four against the Nuggets, all that stuff, all those shows with him. That's who I wanted to have on, and he's headed to the airport to welcome the Suns back into town. You know, um, he tweeted. You know, every article, every podcast, every tweet about this team all over the past many, many years that we've been putting our time and energy into this team. It's all for moments like this. This is what it is all about. This is what it is all about. And you guys all know that. I'm sure you are listening to this on Thursday morning and uh, coming off of a, a night with your families, just celebrating and and experiencing it with your loved ones, hopefully people that you've watched trash Suns games with. Hopefully you watched game six tonight with whoever you watched Josh Jackson go two of 18 with five years ago. I sincerely hope that you were able to do that. Um, but I had people texting me all, all up and down. Um, you know, long time, my, the, my wife's maid of honor in our wedding. Um, I had, you know, my, my two groomsmen texting me how excited they are. You know, I'm not that old. I'm sure most of you guys know that the Suns have not been to the finals in my lifetime. I was not around when they were, uh, when they were there the last time. And, you know, my mom sending a W with confetti, everybody in this town feels this energy. And from the bottom of my heart, nothing has been cooler than to see this city um, really be rejuvenated in terms of being a basketball town. Um, I remember I, I refer to this constantly. I've talked to people about it on this show during the beginning of this season when it looked like, okay, we've got something here. You know, last season when we, well, last year when we went back through and looked um, at past teams and all the nonsense we had to do when COVID hit, I've asked the question, is this a basketball town? You guys, all of you, welcome to the new listeners. I haven't said that in a while. I'm happy that you're here. Subscribe and keep coming along for this ride. But this is a basketball town. This team proved that. This team reminded us of that. And, I mean, not just reminded us. They 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 have a part to play. They, they, they have had a part to play in making it one again. 
you know, this is a basketball town. It's a Steve Nash town. It's a Charles Barkley town. There wasn't a lot to get excited about for a while there. And this team has done that. And to see people who I know don't even love basketball that much had never given two thoughts to this Suns team for years as I covered it, even though they knew and were happy that I was able to do something I enjoyed. It's been incredible to see people react to this team. And I know that it's not just because they're winning. It's because this team is so much fun, has the personalities that you just cannot help but magnetize yourself to and follow along with. And that has been so incredible. I started a new job in April. I know many of you know that. uh, My boss is a massive Suns fan, and she has been uh, jealous, quite frankly, that I've gotten to go to these games. Um, All of it has been uh, an unspeakably incredible experience, and I know you guys all share that sentiment. So thank you for listening. I, uh, again, hope that you were able to enjoy these memories and that I get to play a small part in that. Um, But we're not done here, guys. We're not done on this show. I mean, I'm going to be here every day for who knows how long. We're not slowing down. But this team is is not done. They have a real, real shot at this. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think we all have that same sense of optimism. Um, So uh, that's the sentimental part. I mean, just thinking back on last year when COVID hit, I had just graduated college of just over, I guess, less than a year before that, was on the, the job hunt and had to start doing podcasts, breaking down YouTube footage of 1990, whatever the heck, playoff games. Left this podcast just around this time last year, almost a year to the day, uh, last season, last year, and was away for a few months, missed the bubble, had to survive by doing guest spots on on the timeline shout out to mike and sam for bringing me on right before the bubble um i went on the solar panel i was just hungry to talk about this team because it's what i love to do and to get to come back basically i think a week i think i started a week before the chris paul trade i brought on trayvon edwards from the athletic to talk to me about the team get get situated with this new gig of hosting this show solo and he predicted to me that Chris Paul would be a son before I knew it and I did not believe him I, th- I thought you're you're crazy you're out of your mind I don't see how this possibly could happen Trey was right Chris Paul comes to the team this season I'm in I'm in an arena with zero people in it with zero people in it except for Kellen Olson Dwayne Rankin um, David Brandt and Gina Mizell. Those are the media people. Basically, it was us five who were there for most of these games. I'm looking for a job still. I don't know what I want to do. Uh, I mean, I do know what I want to do, but I can't find anything that will take me except for this show, and I loved doing it. It was eerie. It was weird. It was a, a scary season to, to cover. It was I got COVID right before the season started and basically recovered right in time to go to opening night empty. And uh, just being able to watch this and slowly the thought creeping into my mind, this team can really, really, really be something special and getting to watch it has been awesome. Getting to watch it with you guys, getting to tell you guys about it, take you inside of it as much as I can. All of it has been incredible. So everyone else is getting sentimental. I figure I will too. And uh, I am looking forward to to doing more. I will have a guest for you guys on Friday. Do not fret. And 
we don't have to worry about a game seven. We do not have to worry about a game seven. So do not, um, don't stop the celebration. Keep it going. Finals number one, game number one looks like it'll be next Thursday at the, probably at the earliest. I mean, that's when it's scheduled to be. I don't think they'll do it any sooner than that. So we got a week to, to relish in this before we start thinking about the next series. Enjoy it. Enjoy your, your holiday weekend. I'm going to be back with you one more time before then. And I cannot wait for what is next.